Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's another beautiful day. Hey, you got a big trip coming up. I know it's going to be done by the time this airs, but it will be. Tell us about your uh, tell us about your your trip, your your cycling adventure. Yeah, cycling on a real road for a couple of days. Woo! Things might get crazy. Bought a new helmet. Nice. Apparently, you have to wear a helmet Smart. when you Very bike on roads. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy's trip, so Boom. it's getting a little crazy. We it started up with uh, hey, let's get together and ride some bikes someday. To now we're like biking through the mountains of North Georgia or something. So fantastic! I might die. We'll see. You are not going to die. You're going to be no. great. How many of you are going? Fifteen, sixteen, something oh, like that. Now, so it's the pack. You guys are going to be the the pack the of peloton of, of cyclists. Yes. Cyclists, but on this on the road, like you'll have a. It's I called the Peloton on the road. Oh, that's what's literally. That's why they named the bike the Peloton. Oh, there you go. I had no idea. Yeah. No kidding. Peloton on the road. Well, just Peloton. And what does that actually mean then? A group of cyclists. It's a group of cyclists. Yeah, it's the Peloton. So that's kind of like a um, a pack of wolves or a uh, a den. A den. What's what are some of the other ones? Uh, soiree. What's that? No clue. Isn't a soiree like a party? Yeah. That that's not what I was group going of people. For. Oh, okay. Soiree. Soiree. I thought that's an event. Sure. Anyways, holy cow, we got off. We got off. So, anyways, you, you, I'll look forward to hearing all about that. That'll be fun. Uh, what are we gonna do next week? By the way, when we're both gone, we probably should have thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, we're gonna be taking it from the. Logan's beginning. gonna have taking a guest it from the top with right. himself. It's gonna be yeah. welcome to DIY Money. I'm Logan, and I'm Logan. We'll cut some at some point. When. Good question. All right, let's go. We got a good question today. It's a little bit longer, but I think it's worth it. Uh, Just a quick caveat for those of you that are sending new questions. If you're wondering why your amazing question is being sent and never being uh, put on air, it's probably because it's four minutes in length. So if you wouldn't mind, try to keep your question to one minute or under and that will definitely ensure that you move to the top of the queue. Uh, we try to keep our shows tight and uh, not try to drag on. This one's a little bit longer, but it is worthwhile. So, Matt, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, Quint, Daniel, and Logan. This is Matt from Newport News, Virginia. I was hoping you could answer my question on D-I-Y money. D-I-Y money. Um, I am a... a semi-recent graduate from Virginia Tech in December of 2019. Um, I now work as an engineer and primarily work from home because of COVID. And due to that, I recently sold my car, but I just have that that money saved up. My wife and I are down to one car, um, which works great for us with our toddler. But if I were to go back to the office next year, I would definitely need to get another one. I also have roughly 15 and a half case in student loans that start back up in February. So my question is, should I put everything I have saved 
from my car sale into the loans or keep saving it for the next car, whether that's a down payment or a wholesale of, of the vehicle. I wouldn't go out and get like a full-fledged loan. I would probably be under 10K for the car. But um, I should also mention we have the fast cash like emergency starter fund saved up, uh, but not all the way to three to six months. We have the thousand and some change. Um, and my student loans vary between three and five percent. So thanks. Love the show. Okay, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to kick it right to Daniel and because it's a more of a complex, well, not complex, but multifaceted, angled question regarding, I guess, all of his options. So what, what say you, Daniel? Kick, kick it right off for us. Um, I mean, why not pay off debt when, while you have the cash in hand? I see no reason not to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the uh, current issue of you're not required to pay on student loans. So a couple of the people that we've been working with, young folks that uh, have student loans that are in this sort of uh, deferment-ish period with zero interest rate, zero payment, stuff like that, we've told them just to hang on that cash in a checking account or not checking it, like a savings account, et cetera, um, because you just don't know what's going to happen. And there seems to be more and more political push for letting the sort of politicians kick that can down the road and or forgiveness or whatever. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to, I guess, wait until there's clarity, but I would keep maybe that cash ready. And then the minute they decide to ever flip the switch and restart payments, then totally pay, you know, get that paid down or paid off or whatever. There's not a lot of downside to that, to not having some of that debt around, but what nuances am I missing there? I don't think anything. I think the, the, I think key is, you know, People tend to want to think about uh, building wealth or you know going through these these um, stages of life and and forget the basics. So with respect to Matt, your situation, I mean, you're following the principles, you're following you know all the necessary steps. Why why not just knock the debt out and be done with it? I I guess I don't. I'm like Daniel. I don't understand. Um, what the you know what the, what the challenge would be there? A lot of times people will will meet with folks and it's it's humorous. They have built up a lot of savings uh, or a lot of positions, you know, cash, checking account, CDs, even etc. And yet they have this debt outstanding, and psychologically they don't they can't jump the the chasm from taking that money out of checking and paying off the debt because then in their mind it's it's gone like that liquidity is gone and so what that really means is they're not associating the debt with a principal balance they're only associating the debt with the payment that's why when you hear people talk about cars uh their advertisements you don't ever hear a car uh, advertisement, well, maybe you do, but rarely do you hear a car advertisement talking about the amount of the sticker price of the car. You hear about the payment. Oh, $199 a month or $299 a month with you know X number of dollars down. They're, they're putting it in terms of payments so that you don't associate the balance as far as what you owe. We don't even know what the price is. Let me talk to my finance and manager. Okay. But the reality is that's what you owe. So if you can just make sure you you 
proceed with the steps that we've laid out in the past, which it sounds like you have, and knock that debt out, then you'll be in a position to invest and and you know put money uh, towards the future without without a, a fear of you know markets declining and oh I still have this debt etc. What what else, Daniel? No, it's true. I mean, when you walk into a car lot, something like that, they definitely frame things as far as payment goes. And we kind of anchor our mind to our monthly budget. And yeah, when you see that liquidity go out, it can be kind of debilitating. But you know, you're just moving buckets around. I think the more that you can step back and look at your entire net worth or balance sheet as sort of a big picture mentality, and you're just managing these various different buckets and how they interact with each other. So moving some cash, you know, uh, out of your account into your debt repayment bucket, it's no big deal. Now, the the one instance where we uh, often will say that's not the best idea is, for instance, like paying down a home mortgage early when you don't have enough to pay off the whole thing because then you're just building up loads of equity that just doesn't really do anything for you. So now you've crushed liquidity. You, you kind of removed all this liquidity, put it all in your home equity, but that home equity on a month-to-month basis actually doesn't do anything for you. But barring that, if you have consumer debt that that's going to hopefully be paid off in short order, things like cars, credit cards, uh, even student loans to some extent, you know, getting those paid off sooner than later is just going to alleviate that interest expense. So I guess I would recommend maybe uh, for folks that are in this camp, really figuring out every month what you're paying in interest and trying to aggressively get the amount of interest you're paying per month down. I know when we were trying to get out of debt early on in our marriage, that's what we really looked at is, as I just calculated every month, okay, how much in actual, not payments, but how much in actual interest. And then every time you make a payment, you're you're getting that down significantly on a month-to-month basis. So, Good. All right. That was a simple question. Uh, simple answer. Follow the follow the rules uh, that we've laid out. What What's going to happen when everybody has to start paying these student loans back? No offense to people who have student loans, but I would really like to see them turn uh, that switch back on, uh, turn repayments back on, just to understand the, the ripple effects that has for our economy and how much uh, that pulls out of sort of consumer spending and so forth. I think, you know, we've seen obviously loads of demand, you know, and obviously that's been affected by things like supply chain, et cetera. But I mean, if you look at the billions of dollars, Wall Street Journal, I think, said it was something like 190 some billion dollars, maybe something like that. Logan's not affirming this, even though he reads the Wall Street Journal. Uh, but something like that is basically what was alleviated in payments uh, since the since the freeze on student loans. So that cash went somewhere. People were making student loan payments previously. And effectively, that you know shifted those billions of dollars somewhere into our economy. So uh, I'd be really interested to see how that affects consumer spending, but also if any of those people who had student loans bought houses at these ridiculous prices or are experiencing inflation and things like the mm-hmm. uti- utilities, how that's going to ripple through just the affordability of, of people's monthly budgets going forward. I mean, two years of not having that payment, you kind of forget what that payment was like if you're not chucking that payment into a savings account, expecting them to turn on the switch at some point. I just try to take my hat and I turn it around and it's like a switch that goes on. All right, friends. Uh, Great question again. Thanks, Matt. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Please keep sending us those questions. Try to keep them a minute or below. That would be great. Uh, And uh, also, if you haven't ever done this and you are on Facebook, check out the DIY Tribe uh, closed group uh, where we kind of kick some of these things around as well at times. All right, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.